Okay, welcome everyone to a wonderful another episode of Spiritual Dust. My name is Ricky Wood, and I'm the host with the most. Did I really say that out loud? I did. I'm sorry. I'm excited today because it's kind of like a little history gig that we have going on. I have Megan and Frank Mendenhall here, and and a crew. Say hi, crew. Hi. <laughs> But we're here to talk a little bit about the Underground Railroad, a little bit more. I mean, Frank is a walking, like, Google machine of Chester County history, Megan. I mean, this is crazy. But real quick here, because I have to give myself a plug, don't forget over the holiday season, all the merch is 20% off the hoodies. And yes, some people have bought some of the pet hoodies. These are really, really cute. So, yes, keep going on there, and some of the readings are on special there. So, we don't have anything for horses, though, Megan. Yes. Yes, yes. Although, God, that'd be a big hoodie to put on a horse. What would be something that a horse would want? I don't know. We do pads, saddle pads. Saddle pads. So, that's be small. Also, this episode is being brought to us by Fluid Pilates where I go every week to have my ass handed to me by Courtney Davis. And it hurts a lot. Like I went today, I'm still really, really sore. But check out Fluid Pilates. She's wonderful. And actually, after being in a car accident, this has really helped me move around a lot. I've got better mobility, so on and so on. So without further ado, this is kind of whack because I was in Oxford at an event with you, Megan, and you know, we had our session together, and am I mistaken, but or did your ancestors actually really came through that session? No. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you, I forget everything. Do you remember anything about it, or? A lot of, you said that um, there were a lot of people there, and that um, there were, it was a lot of older people, like 1800s, 1700s, things like that. Um, and they were, no one was really saying, something specific but that telling them about themselves right i feel like i said the negro thing i kept saying i kept hearing that in the back oh, oh somebody folding a lane yeah yeah yes during that part yeah and i could really feel a old energy come through that i mean i could smell feel things just by sitting in front of you and then you told me about the underground railroad yeah so now this is crazy because your last name is mendenhall not to be confused with and it's not confused, but the Mendenhall Township. So, how, Frank, how did Mendenhall get started? Uh, basically, we came from Cocker Township, moved west to the Cemetery of Rain, and stayed for a while. <laughs> it's a small township, but um, it was your family, however, that was involved with the Underground Rose. You get a little history around that. How did that get started? I don't care who beats up who to do it. Oh, no, that that's him. You know, take it away. Uh, take it away. They were interested in the... Actually, against slavery. And so their family became progressive in the Quaker uh, meeting. Apparently too progressive, as in too... Uh, confrontational, so they were thrown out of tenant meeting and formed their own progressive meeting at Walwood. 
there and uh, outburst of that was that uh, the one brother was quite accurate where he lived because his house was not seen from the road. He did it, therefore he could uh, harbor fugitives without being uh, seen from the road or anybody traveling by. His other brother, being in the uh, goldfish area, was not really involved in it, which is my uh, great-grandfather. He became the Justice of Peace, and as Justice of Peace, you would have to uh, swear to warrant at his place to search his brother's place, which was where the uh, fugitive group puddled. Um, this is just like, there's so much stuff that, you know, is this just the family that knows this history, or...? Well, it was a, the family was the Mendel family, plus it was a family as in the Quaker family. Yes. And uh, the, one of the architects of it, Underground Railroad and it, uh, Maryland, Delaware line there was uh, Thomas Kerr, who happened to be married to Rachel Mendel, which was a cousin to the family here. So he would naturally try to uh, ship runaways to where he would know they would be safe which is his cousin Isaac and uh, Elwood in Chester County. This is part of the free states. Wow. Now, what's interesting about this is that, was there anything with the area like Cary Hill, Chest Westchester, Chester County that was different for the Underground Railroad than it was in other places? The things that were going on here that were different than other? Well, Delaware was a, was a slave state, so was Merrill. So to be away from the uh, slave catchers is once you cross the line, you were accepted that you were relatively safe until 1850 compromise, where they were allowed to come north and uh, pursue uh, runaways. And the people would have to cooperate with the uh, retrieving of the uh, slaves or runaways. And that's why the Justice of the Peace, being my great-grandfather, was came into vogue then. Because, as I said, you would have to search a hallowed swear to war to search somebody's property. Man. And if someone wanted to learn more about, like, the Underground Railroad here in Westchester, this, where would they go? Chester County Historic Society, or April the History Center at Chester County Historic Society would be one place. Uh, there are quite a few books on it that you can get at any public library. You know, you guys are both, I mean, Megan, just as like daughter and father here, you guys are descendants of Quakers that were basically working this whole community here. Do you have a specific story about the family that would make you guys stand out more than someone else who was doing this type of activism back then? I told you I was going to trick your dad and thought your dad was good. Uh, Harry Tubman came through the area. There we go. And it, uh, he, she was run away to Thomas Gallup. And if you notice in the movie, they didn't mention Isaac Rendenhall there. But if you were real quick at watch the movie, uh, Thomas Garrett, when he brought her up to the Pennsylvania line, had a series of pictures he had in his hand. You were supposed to end up with William Sills, which was a Philadelphia. But while he was flipping through the pictures, he showed a picture of Isaac Mendenhall and just pass through, you will go to Isaac Mendenhall's place, on into Bernard's uh, place, on into Vickers, on into Philadelphia, to William Silks. Wow. Um, how did the family deal during the Civil War? Just, you, you didn't know anything about that. 
a couple of cousins were in the militia, were in the, in the fighting at Gettysburg. One Mark Lisa Remenhall was fought there. He was our, either first sergeant in Gettysburg. So the Quakers could not restrict or excommunicate you from the church in, at, in the Civil War time. They didn't have that much power. In the Revolutionary time, you were uh, read out of reading. And it was quite hard to become a member of the uh, militia. That's why George Washington at the time couldn't get very much help when he was at the Battle of Brandywell. The military is all Quakers. Were you a history professor in a past life? No. <laughs> and you tell us a minute about what you've done through the years here. Uh, and you thought this is all about you, Megan. I'm so sorry. This, no, this is awesome. You just talked to local people, and, and I always got an idea of when I was a four or five years old, riding around with father, picking up uh, cow feed and so forth, I would always like to talk to the old people. And lately, I found out that instead of talking to the old people, people I'm the old person, so they're talking talk to me. And I would hear stories of my father, and I, I said, yeah, that's a story, I, you know. Then I talked to somebody else, and they would, you know, make that, you know, back it up, and I'm saying, wait a minute, that might be. Well, Neil, how are you? 84. Dude, is he going to look a day over 86? No, no, he's, no, actually, a wealth of knowledge here that is, and it's like, it's your family tree, this, the whole family that's all through this. What was it like for the family um, after the war, you know, as we started to go through that change, when slaves were freed and that kind of thing? What was the community like then? Uh, we always had workers on our property, you know, whatever calling they are, either from Tennessee or Carolina or anywhere, uh, that didn't bother us one way or the other. Okay, and that's basically the Quaker upbringing. Yeah. Um, were there any other activists in the family? Because it sounds like, of course, during the, you know, Civil War, that kind of thing, they were helping people get through. But anything after that, like a World War II or... World War One. As far as I know, Clark's family were, were not involved in World War II. My brother joined the Air Force in the eight-minute uh, latter part of the Korean War, but he never fought there. He just drew over after World War II. My father was too young for World War One and too old for World War Two, but he did work in the Navy shipyard during World War One. Uh, if there was one, Megan, I don't care if you have this or not, is there one story that you remember about the family during that era that sticks out for you? We, um, I think it was, this is going to sound so straight, on the story that our hit your mother, grandma, to tell us about the two ladies that lived down the road that she would send greed to. Do you remember that? Really? That, and I think you took, you, pretty sure you told too, that she, um, that she would always go and check on that to make sure that they had what they needed. Because they lived, they lived by the, the together. Please. And, and that nobody would really die, interact with them too much because they never married. 
I missed this one. I swear that was you. So she, yeah, she said that she was, like, she was always, like, making sure that the, those two women were taken care of, but, well, you know, had booze up for that. I spent the part of the Quaid Rough building where we took care of the neighbors, wherever they made the money. Right, and, but she was, I think she was trying to make a point of it because if she was comfortable with it, because they couldn't marry each other. Oh, okay. So, um... That's the only one I ever get. Oh, really? They stuck out. Well, you also have to realize we lived in the same house on the same farm from 1703 to about 2013. I bet that's a haunted little summer, so I can't wait to go there. That's your well, they asked me on an interview about the farm, uh, whether we had any ghosts in the house. I said, no, they're just relevant. Well, when I worked with you, I picked up a lot. So it was so much energy around. I mean, as we were talking about the Everground Railway, I could hear a man going, saying the word Negroes, Negroes over and over again while I was heading out the lamp and everything else. Um, I could even sometimes get in touch with smells and I was overwhelmed. It was like crazy. And that was by being in your presence. So, you have a lot of activity that goes around you. Do you think your Quaker upbringing or, you know, the family history of Quaker has made you more stand up for other things in your lives? I don't think any one of us backed down from anything. Wow. I don't, I mean, I know Warren does it. Girl, we had the infill recently, you know, like Covance and Gabelle were living in the spring house and they're like her son. Yes was uh, walking back and forth to the giant store at Allwood, and the neighbors apparently complained about a colored man walking up and down the road. This is the 90s. This is in the 90s. And the state priest called me and said, uh, Mr. Ben Hall, uh, you know anything about the colored person walk up and down the road? I said, following him, he lives in my spree house. And he said, oh, well, that, that's okay, Mr. Ben Hall. We won't bother you anymore. Remember, folks, this was during a time where they used that C word and not so. I don't want to get any writings or emails that said he used the word colored. I'm going to slap the heck out of me. <laughs> so, um, well, now, as you haven't realized, I, I was raised through all the inundations. You started with the C word, the N word, you know, all the yeah. after now. Yeah. And so my, I slipped back and forth. Oh, hey, 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 this is nothing but gold. Now we're going to make a right turn. Because <laughs> what we were talking before... What do Quakers have to do with, like, prohibition and stuff? That, that's what I want to know. How's that family involved with that? Uh, that was a neighbor farm that had a, uh, during the prohibition, he ran his own brewery uh, still and made liquor for the syndicate in New York. And my father knew everything born one in the neighborhood because the little group of was there, knew nothing about it. At the end of the war, at the prohibition, uh, his neighbor said, well, I'm selling my farm. I'm moving to Tennessee. My father asked him, you want to buy a farm in Tennessee when you get to me? He said, no, I'm going to buy the valley. And he said, where did you get the money for this? And he said, well, I've been making bootbike for the New York syndicate. They would come down twice a year, bring the supplies down with the reaper trucks, drop the supplies off, and take my uh, uh, whiskey back to New York. But he sold nothing locally, said none of the local people were about. So they were very smart then. Um, 
What is it that both of you, and how you do it, what is your favorite piece of what you love about this area, Westchester, Chester County? What is, what is it for you, mate? You done? Don't say horses. No. Uh, uh, there's a lot of family orientation. It's, it's like a close-knit community. Uh, you look out for your neighbors at that time. I knew all the boating people in Pensbury when I first started because there wasn't that many neighbors. And you, you knew everybody, knew what, basically what was going on, who needed help, who didn't need help. It goes back to Indian Hannah was taken care of by the local Quakers. They had a schedule where they uh, went family, what, what food to her and what housing they needed and so forth. So she was taken by care of the local Quakers. Wow, that's really amazing. So it's just tight kit, tight knit community for you guys. What do you love about the county the most, the area the most? It sounds so weird, but just cutting seasons, not being like, you know. Well, I was in Arizona, so I had no seasons. It was just hot and not hot. So it's all of it, but not to be beat. Now, you. What's your other business that you're involved with here? Four Seasons, Celery Wick. Oh, I have a um, consignment saddle shop in Pocasson, Delaware that I run for uh, as part of a free store uh, company from Maryland Salary. Pull out that website. Get the call. It's easy. It's MarylandSalary.com. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, it's really just kind of been interesting to being in Paul the Energy Guy. It's almost kind of spooky being at a, you can feel the vibration, can't you? To start What was the most transforming time for you, your history, when you were involved with county history, Frank? What was a real trend? I don't know if it was the war for you or for what, what was a real transformative time for you? It was progression all the way from the beginning and just adding on. Even now, I'm still learning why the local people I talk to more about, you know, questioning what I had ideas about, what is right, what is wrong. And the, the old buildings, one of them I live in now, we thought was just the carriage house turned into a house. We actually took it back farther. It was actually the original barn in the farm. It was. Through the progress of that, I think well, the idea of taking the building apart back by back, still running it back, receives how it was transformed. What do you love doing with your life now? I always like asking that. I mean, you're a smart man. You're just a wealth of knowledge. You retire and answering questions. <laughs> I like asking other people's questions and not doing any. Um, I could do this all night and actually i'm going to think about doing another topic as well and i you always watch you to make well i'm gonna grab this uh, this has just been great i'm hoping that you know we'll go through the audio and fix it and do that kind of stuff i'm gonna hold it down hold it down hold, hold that table though all right just but uh, i want to thank the social again for having me don't forget the social here in westchester got to be the most haunted restaurant i've been now other people want to argue now Gosh, I forgot the address, but the original social that was here, I think it was on Basefoot or whatever, was really a big part of the Underground Railroad here at Westchester. So that energy is all through here. Um, 
We're actually over top of an old crematorium here. But the food is good. <laughs> food is great. Oh, if you like wings here. Well, remember, they're not elk, uh, ghosts, they're relatives. They're, oh. Well, somebody's relative. They're always relatives. All our relatives. That way is really more haunted than this one. That's why I kind of sad you. But I, I do want to thank you guys both for being here. Uh, we will work with the audio here and all of that fun stuff. I will have another guest again next Wednesday or be here. Um, I'm working on two right now, so don't you really, I don't know which one it'll be first. I do have uh, an author coming on on a different type of podcast that's recorded, not live. And uh, I think that's Jody McDuffie after Holberg. But she just finished the book. It was a girl I went to high school with. And she just finished the book. So I can't wait to have her on. Thing of having a nutritionist on here. So to talk about gut health and emotions. So if there's a nutritionist that is listening or anybody involved in nutrition, get back to me and, and I will definitely have you on the show. Frank, Megan, thank you so much for being here. This is like... Um, I think I owe you guys a drink or something here because we ain't nobody even walked up to us. Thank you and have a wonderful night. Take care. <laughs>